Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ here at Grace Christian Church. I am Reverend James Aberin. I send greetings from my family, my wife, Helen, our daughter, Hannah. She's a nurse working in Queensland, Australia. We have one son, Haniel, is a physician, and he is working as a doctor near this area. He is the medical officer of the Apollonio Samson Health Center. Some of you may be familiar in that area. And then our daughter, Sophia, she is 11 years old. She is in fifth grade. We love her so much. I give greetings too from Send International. We joined Send International in 1999 and served in North Central Europe, specifically in Poland, from the year 2000 to 2007. We served in evangelism and discipleship as church planters. We served with the Polish Baptist Union. Upon our return to the Philippines in that year, up to the present, we had been serving, I had been in my role as director of the Philippine Sending Council of Send International. We thank the Lord for that opportunity. Allow me to read this verse Romans chapter 1, verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Apostle Paul told the church in Rome their faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. I read this because I would like to say to Grace Christian Church of the Philippines the same. The faith of Grace Christian Church, your church, is indeed known throughout the whole world, around the world. You know why? Because of your partnership with the gospel because you had been praying, sending missionaries to engage the unreached. The Taiwanese Church, for example, and Send International are thankful to Grace Christian Church for sending Reverend Victor Lau and Sister Joy Lau and their family. Their church planting ministry has been blessed by God with fruits that last. Amen? And now, even now, you continue your loving service and faithful partnership by praying, supporting the work of Send International in the Philippines and also with our missionaries. I thank the Lord for the opportunity today to preach 
at Grace Christian Church. It was a pleasant surprise to receive a Facebook message from Reverend Stephen Tan. I sincerely appreciate his trust and invitation to deliver God's message to us today. Thank you, Reverend Stephen Tan. Our topic today is about intimacy with God. And our text is found in Luke chapter 22, verses 39 to 46. The thesis or the summary of our message today is this. You may forget some of the things you've heard today, but this is important. Time alone with God is a lifestyle for every believer, for every follower of Jesus Christ. Because time alone with God helps us to remain faithful in the midst of temptation. Time alone with God helps us to be firm in the midst of weaknesses. And time alone with God keeps us humble in the midst of suffering. I entitled today's message as Time is Gold when it is time alone with God. Allow me to begin by introducing our message today in reading Psalm 91. This is an amazing psalm. Together, you may read it silently. Read it with me. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample Underfoot, 
Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. This particular psalm has no identified author, even a title. Some attributed this psalm to Moses. Some also said, well, it's the psalm of David. But in fact, we don't know. And that is, I think, even better because if it is anonymous, and being anonymous will have its benefits, we can say and we can consider, therefore, that it is timeless. It is written for us. The writer used four precious names of God. The God Most High, El Elyon. The God Almighty, El Shaddai. The God, the Lord, Yahweh. My God, Elohim. He declared that God was his refuge and fortress. That means that God is his protector in whom he is secure. He declared his confidence in God whom he fully trusts. God is worthy of his trust. What an amazing psalm, isn't it? An affirmation of confidence in God who will completely make us secure, safe, and sheltered. Reading the psalm, we can conclude that God does not wish harm on any of His children. He does not desire us to be hurt. But when bad things happen in our lives, He is there. He may allow bad things to come our way, but we know that God is able to use these hardships to make us stronger so that we can in turn help others. Let me emphasize a few of these verses. Verse 4, it says, He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be shield and buckler. This reminds me of our second home, the Republic of Poland. The official symbol of the Republic of Poland is the white eagle or Orwe Biawe, the white eagle. There are several legends about the origin of the white eagle. And the one favorite of mine is this. It was told that several centuries ago, Poland's mythical hero and king, Lech, was traveling across west-central Poland called Wielkopolska, or Greater Poland. He and his men 
stumbled upon a large nest with a beautiful white eagle with two eagles. As the men approached, the great bird expanded its massive wings as if declaring that this was her turf, this was her abode. They cut many trees in order to start the new city. Everything they cut except the nest of the majestic eagle and her young. She resisted all efforts to make her vacate her nest. The mother eagle defended her nest valiantly and begins to bleed during the resistance. She fought these men. The blood stained the eagle's white feathers. Lech was moved by the bird's courage and dedication. Inspired by this sight, Lech established the first Polish city called Giniesno. In English, it means nest. And he assumed the white eagle over the red background as his coat of arms, his symbol. Indeed, it is a story of valor and courage. The author may not be thinking of the Polish white eagle in Psalm 91, but for sure, these two birds showed unyielding strength to protect their young. This is the Most High God delivering safety, security, and shelter. God demonstrate, our God Almighty, demonstrating unyielding strength to protect us. Amen. The other verses are also noteworthy because they were recited by the lips of Satan himself. Interestingly, yes, in Luke chapter 4, in the gospel record of the temptation of Jesus, even the devil knows that Psalm 91 is a passage promising protection. Satan led Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple, a very high place, and tempted him to throw off himself down from there. He claimed for him what God promised in these verses. He will give his angels charge over you so that you will not dash your foot upon a stone. God is for us. He is with us. What an amazing assurance of deliverance, answered prayers, honor, satisfaction, and salvation. You may ask why this amazing confidence in God in this psalm. The author or the poet have this amazing confidence. He has this amazing confidence in God. 
How did he knew all these things? Where was that confidence coming from? The reason for all this is found in verse 1. God has a secret hiding place and He invites each of us to join Him there. It read, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Wow! God has this special dwelling place called secret, it is, but secret no more. A home to live in, not a spot we wish to visit. It may not be a physical location according to the psalmist, but it's a place we are willing to quiet our hearts before Him and be vulnerable before Him. It may not be much of a place, but it's a mindset of walking away from the clamor and temptations of the world in order to dwell in God's presence. This God's secret place is a condition where we are willing to be transparent and honest with Him. I have read Psalms 91, even verse 1, many times. But I was not able to really see that secret dwelling place and the importance of that to followers of Jesus Christ. I see that to mean alone time with God. Alone time with God allows God to examine us. It is also a time of knowing God more deeply. A time of strengthening, a time of refreshment, a time of sharing our deepest concerns to whom? To God. In this secret dwelling place, where God is, we can spend time of simply being with the one who created us, who loved us beyond our understanding. These are all happening, and this can all happen through meditation of God's word and prayer. Time alone with God is our lifeline. Time alone with God is a lifestyle. Time alone with God is part of the life of the follower of Jesus Christ. We live in a noisy and busy world, and many of us have chosen by default that this is what it should be. We have allowed our ears to be deaf to God's Word and leading. Listen, time alone with God is the golden arrangement that we open 
our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears ready to embrace God and His bidding. The old hymn by Helen Lemel says it well. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory in grace. The time spent alone with God is indeed golden because it is spent with God because we get to see Him. We get to hear Him. So time alone with God is when, you, when we prepare for this, we could check our, our eyes, clean our ears, so that even in strange circumstances, we are engaged with God. Let me tell you a story. This story is when we were in Poland in our first year. I remember while learning the Polish language in the university in the city of Lublin, some years back, we lived near the Ukrainian border. We were about 40 kilometers. Lublin is that city near Ukraine. Polish language is ranked 10th as the hardest language to learn. First is Mandarin. Number five is Korean. But in my opinion, it was probably a toss-up between Mandarin and Polish. Polish language is probably also the, the first hardest language to learn. So during our regular semester in my first year of learning Polish, I was having a hard, bad day in school. So after that bad day in school, I didn't want to spread my discouragement at home. So instead of going home directly, I knew I needed to spend time alone with God. I knew I needed time alone with Him. So I decided to walk past our apartment into our community park that late afternoon. At that time of the day, about 3 or 4 p.m., Polish people had had kolatsia, or their lunch. And families at that time, especially with children, they flock the, far the park together with their dogs. I found a quiet place to decompress and pray in that park. I can hear behind me children were playing fetch with their dogs. After some meditation and prayer, I turned to watch and enjoy this scene. I continued to hear Polish and I thought this is a good way to learn some new words in the park. But my attention was caught and my mind disturbed at the sight and hearing that these dogs would 
hear their master and obey them. Then, I almost lost it. I said, Oh no! The dogs understand Polish more than I do. Before I completely forgotten that I just spent time alone with God, God's Spirit reminded me, you're more than a dog. You're a human being. So you will understand and speak Polish too. Praise God. Fawa Bogu za to, że właśnie to jest prawda. I just said that was correct. I was deaf to God's encouragement. I was thankful that my time alone with God removed those spiritual cerumen so I can hear Him. We can enter God's secret place anytime, anywhere. Jesus spoke about this secret place in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. It said, but when you, when you pray, go into your room and you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in a secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. The secret place, according to Jesus. So we may conclude that that is probably the prayer room. The secret place is a prayer room. But Jesus was not necessarily teaching about a physical location because we can pray anywhere at any time what he desires is for us to connect with God, enter into his secret place with our own spirit and meet God there. This is time alone with God. Time alone with God is a quiet location where we seek solitude, where we seek an interrupted time with God. It could be a designated place. We go to spend time with God. Jesus did this while He was on earth. He often prayed in public. But He also spent time alone with God, away from the crowds, and even his, with, from His closest associates, in order to spend time Time alone with his father in solitude. God's secret place is a state of spiritual rest for Jesus, for us as well. Regardless even of what's happening around us. Let's look at this gospel record by Luke on how Jesus spent time alone 
with God. What does time alone with God look like for our Savior? There'll be several verses. Look, chapter 4, verse 42. It says, Now when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place. And the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. But it was time alone with God for Jesus. He went to a place where he can connect with the Father after a night of healing and releasing evil spirits from demonized people. Luke chapter 5, 16. So himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Time alone with God for Jesus was a place to connect with God the Father after an extended time of teaching great multitudes, after a time of healing many people of their infirmities, especially the cleansing of the man full of leprosy. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Jesus, time alone with the Father, was spent after teaching in the synagogue, after dealing with angry religious leaders that day, after healing a man with a withered hand, and then later on, choosing his 12 disciples. Luke chapter 9, verse 18. And it happened as he was alone praying that his disciples joined him and he asked them, saying, Who the crowd say that I am? Jesus spent time alone with God after feeding the 5,000 from five loaves and two fishes. Throughout the life and ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, he spent time alone with God. He spent time alone with the Father. He settled in that secret place with God as a routine. Notice the actual places vary where Jesus had time alone with the Father. It was in a deserted place. Second one was in the wilderness, in a mountain. Probably the fourth one, in a room. The most important is that he was in that secret place where God is. These retreats were regular posture of solitude for Jesus. And his priority is time alone with the Father, even at the very end of his life. So here is 
our passage. Luke 22, verses 39 to 46. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed. And his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. When he rose up from prayer and he had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Of course, Jesus again spent time alone with the Father after explaining to Peter that he will deny him three times. He spent time with the Father knowing that the betrayal of Jesus was forthcoming and his arrest is imminent. There is a more detailed record of this account in Matthew chapter 26, 36 to 46. We will find in these verses that again, there was an invitation from Jesus to spend time alone with God the Father. Did you notice this invitation? Watch and pray with me, Jesus said. Watch and pray. The disciples were invited by Jesus into this spiritual devotion as they were all in the presence of God. We are also invited into this secret place. We were invited into this lifestyle of spiritual devotion in the presence of God. He asked, watch with me. There is great benefit from dwelling in the secret place of the Most High God. He is inviting us to reveal our true thoughts. He is inviting us to reveal our selfish motivations. He is inviting us to reveal and see our lives from His eternal perspective. God's secret place is an open invitation to us. Time alone with God is an open invitation for us where we can lose all our prostrations in the presence of God. What are the benefits of time alone with God? 
these two passages would give us the benefits of spending time alone with Him. It teaches us the values of time alone with God. We become vigilant and courageous in the midst of temptations of the devil. Jesus went to his usual place in the Mount of Olives in the midst of his forthcoming arrest and sufferings. The temptation to escape the cross and all the sufferings are all real. There, he warned his disciples again about the temptation that's what, that was about to come and the temptation that was about to engulf them. Jesus was in his place of prayer. He had always entered God's secret place during his entire ministry. He prayed to fellowship with the Father, to stay focused in his ministry, to gain strength, to simply rejoice, and to honestly express his own struggles. And even in that prayer, he did express his struggles. Jesus' time alone with God empowered him. It gave him courage. Jesus did not change his habits to elude Judas. He knew Judas betrayed him and he was coming. Jesus remained steadfast knowing that he was about to be arrested. That's the first value of our time alone with God. It is our spiritual discipline to resist the devil. Time alone with God helped him to be faithful in the midst of temptation. Time alone with God. When Jesus spent that prayer in the garden, helped him in the midst of that temptation. Earlier, Peter declared, and the disciples as well, in Matthew 26, verse 35, Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. But as it turned out, they couldn't even pray with Jesus for that length of time. Their flesh was weak. They fell asleep because of their physical human weakness. Jesus knew that the disciples wanted to stay awake and pray with him, but he knew as well the weakness of the flesh and they are overpowered by their desire to enter God's secret place. The weakness of their flesh overpowered their desire to enter God's secret place. They were distracted from praying, worshiping, even with other spiritual disciplines. When the Spirit is willing to do whatever God asks, the flesh remains weak. Time alone with God helps us succeed against the weaknesses of the flesh. Time alone with God helped our Lord to be firm. Spending time alone, watching and praying, could have helped the disciples 
in their weakness. Number three, now in one of the most desperate hours, in that hour of anguish in the life of Christ, he cried out, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus revealed the deepest longings in his heart to his loving Heavenly Father. He entrusted all his being to the Father. It was in full surrender to God. So, facing the cross, Jesus was able to pray, not my will, but yours be done. He was able to pray that because he was wholly submitted to the Father's will. This was his prayer during his time alone with God. Because obedience to God's will was central to Christ's mission. It was central to his life. In humility, he submitted everything to the Father. In humility, he surrendered everything to God's desiring his will above all else. Brothers and sisters, time alone with God helped our Lord to remain humble in surrender in the midst of suffering. Has time alone with God taken a back seat in your life? Is it a lifestyle? Is it a routine? Is it a habit? Do you regularly pursue this golden routine of solitude? Brothers and sisters, we had been invited to watch and pray. We had in, been invited to this secret place where we need to shut the door, block out the noise. We had been invited to watch and pray as a lifestyle. What has been your response to this invitation? Recently, I found an app for smartphones called Inner Room. I don't know if some of you have has this app, but I suggest that you look into this. It is specially designed in our preparation towards Lent, but I presume you, you could even use it after that or even before Lent. Inner Room is a prayer list app from our friends from 24-7 prayer. It is for people who want to remember to pray, redeem the time, and talk to God, even if we are on the go. Brothers and sisters at Grace Christian Church, remember, time is gold when it is time alone with God. Let us pray.
God Most High, God Almighty, we thank you for this invitation to enter the secret place. Forgive us for not responding to join you in this inner room, to spend time alone with you. Forgive us, Father. Renew our hearts. Renew our decision to pursue time alone with you, our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you.